On the ride back from the sushi joint, the sun is on the brink of setting, and I am on the brink of drunkenness. The glasses were tall, the sake sweet, the conversation intoxicating. Now I can't get enough of the sky, streaked by changing fiery colors. Are you seeing this? I ask, as Jake glides Lexi around a bend in the canyon road. Incredible, he says. I lean daringly across him to gain a better glimpse over the cliff as we pass the highest point of Mulholland Drive. The Los Angeles skyline is picturesque. My breast brushes against his shoulder. This view, I say, takes my breath. I stick out my arm. Look, I've got goosebumps. Jake tickles my arm with his fingertips. My stomach drops. He whips a U-turn in the middle of the canyon road into a dirt rest area. One of the best views in Los Angeles. He turns off the engine. Especially for watching the sunset. I feel like a tourist in my home city, I say. Love can do that, my dear. Jake rumbles under his breath and rises abruptly to pull himself up through my sunroof. He perches atop Lexi with his cowboy boots dangling over the windshield. In the car, I am temporarily stunned into paralysis. I take a quick inventory of the logistics of this scenario. My first day on the job, it's getting dark, and I'm parked in a remote canyon at the edge of a cliff with a 58-year-old man whom I've met only once before. Anxiety prickles my gut, yet there's a distinct feeling that the cowboy perched atop my car, looking out at the most gorgeous sunset I've ever experienced, is a soulmate, like I've known him before. The intricacy of the moment at the end of this magical day with Jake belies my hesitancy and begs me to pull myself through the sunroof. So I do. The air in the canyon is crisp, the breeze gentle. Neither of us speaks as the sun sinks to the sounds of nature and the occasional car wheels spinning by on the road. We sit for several minutes as jumbled, terrified, euphoric thoughts race around in my mind like bumper cars, yet not a word to be spoken. Jake's shoulder rubs against mine as he slides down the windshield to the hood of Lexi and rests his head against the glass. Of course I join him, and it feels dangerously like heaven. We lie side by side in silence for another 15 minutes as the sun disappears. I have a desire to stay with Jake for the rest of the night, maybe for the rest of my life. But more than that, I need to get the hell away from him immediately. Jake turns his head toward me and speaks out into the dusk. Every moment will never come again. We may as well drink in what beauty is here. I have an overwhelming sense of pending regret as I ignore Jake's wise foreshadowing. It's all too much for me. It's getting dark, I say. I've got to get to rehearsal. 
I slide up the windshield and lower myself into the car. Back at the cabin, I instruct Jake to leave Lexi running while I run in to grab my homework, the CD of Jake's songs, and the half-written lyrics by Jake and Hudson Black. Jake hovers close as I enter the cabin, grab my homework, and scurry out the door. In the middle of the pathway leading to the driveway, I stop short. Jake stumbles into me. The touch of his body makes me jump. I turn to him and thrust out my hand. Jake seems uncomfortable as he shakes my hand. Clearly, he wants more, and we both feel it. I'll see you tomorrow, boss. I sprint to my car. I glance at Jake in the rearview mirror. He looks like a pouting deer in my brake lights. Driving west on Sunset Boulevard, I'm safe. Relieved to have escaped him, yet exhilarated by the thought of seeing him in the morning. Looks like home, could you be? Nothing's changed but the way you look back at me, back to you. Cold again, lost in Clear